915 to H-Town, from the Panhandle Plains to the Valley, and everywhere in between. This is the 5050 Podcast, powered by College Promoters USA. Join me, Hector Cano, as we cover the Texas high school club and college soccer landscape, along with an inside look at the college soccer recruiting scene. The 5050 Podcast is a platform about the people and for the people who are dedicated to the beautiful game. Here we go. It's another edition of Inside Texas High School Soccer, and we are proudly powered by our proud partners, College Promoters USA. They are America's premier college prep program and high school student athlete marketing service since 1997, located locally in the San Antonio area. You can find them in the Ventura Plaza Shopping Center, but you can also find them on social media on Twitter at SATX Recruiting, as well as on Instagram at College Promoters USA. And you can also get more information on the many awesome things that they're doing and what they're about on their website at collegepromotersusa.com. <laughs> Gentlemen, I'm proud, uh, proud to be hosted or to be joined, I should say, again, by our co-host, uh, Mr. Papa Sakaritis himself, Rafa Castorena, as well as our newest contributor, newest member of the family, Steve Sanchez. Gentlemen, how are you? Doing good. good. Doing good, man. That's all I get. That's all I get. (laughs) Try to stay warm and dry. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just getting back from uh, Florida. So we went to Miami. That was pretty neat. Yeah, you'll have to uh, you'll have to elaborate on that a little bit more. So I don't want to get you in trouble, though. So you just it's at your own at your own risk. Okay. so um, awesome. Rafa, how about you? What's new? Good. I was in the barbecue capital of Texas Friday. And then I had to do an event at St. Edwards University. Nice, nice university there. I got to actually, I got to see some of the the girls' team practice. They were doing some like spring soccer practice right before nice. my event. So, so they got a good, they got yeah. a good, good, a lot of talented squad there. So, nice facilities there. Yeah, good, Great. good squad, huh? Awesome. Great deal. All right, and uh, so shout out there to uh, Harry, Harry Austin, who's. Uh, chiming in there giving us a what's up there so harry how are you buddy hope you're well and uh so awesome gentlemen so glad to have you guys here excited about this uh this special episode today so episode five of inside texas high school soccer Uh, we have a ton we have a loaded show a stacked show where we got to cover all kinds of stuff and the very first thing very first thing we're going to get into today is uh you know we're adding new elements to this show as well as well as contributing members and really excited as to where this podcast is going. But a big part of it, too, is what I'm really excited about today is so a couple of things. One, <clears throat> a big shout out before I forget, almost forgot, sporting the uh, the threads from my uh, Cattle, Mills, uh, Cattle Mills buddies who were able to sport, uh, hook me up with this awesome shirt. So the Fighting Foxes really appreciate that. Thank you, gentlemen. Uh, but the other thing I really wanted to highlight on that we're really excited about is we had a uh, had a big announcement that we wanted to make today and in include in increasing our our partnerships and different opportunities that we can offer to our supporters to our listeners and uh joining us now to help us with that uh help us with with that announcement is mr kyle wall of global scarves kyle how are you sir hey i'm doing well how are you doing hey i uh i'm digging the background i'm digging the background so <laughs> so 
I've got a um, few. I have just a few. <laughs> so, yeah. So thank you for joining us along with uh, with Rafa, Steven, and myself. Uh, we're proud to have you here. Happy to have you here. And uh, so a little bit, part of the reason why we have you here is we kind of have a big, big announcement that we wanted to make, but we kind of wanted you to kind of take the lead on this one, Kyle. So tell us a little bit more about what we're, uh, we're going to share here. Oh, I didn't know I was going to speak on that part. Um, so uh, the looking forward to really partnering with um, with 5050Pod and and uh, with you on this and you all. Um, so Global has created some scarves um, for uh, for the podcast. Um, it's a co-branded scarf to kind of announce the partnership. Um, it'll have 5050 on one side and then obviously Global Scarves on the other. Uh, came out really nice. They're going to be a summer weight scarf. So for the, you know, 360 days of the year that's hot in Texas, you'll be able to yeah, use them. Yeah. Um, not the uh, cold weather that I deal with here in Iowa, although it was about 40, it was about 50 degrees today. It was great. I took my little one to the park. So, um, so really looking forward to the partnership itself and uh, see what we can do to help you all out and kind of help grow some uh, some awareness around soccer down in Texas. Yeah, absolutely. We're and we're equally excited. Kind of part of the reason why we wanted you to take the take the lead there initially in announcing it is because so we could expand on it a little bit. Is we're um, we'll be joining this proud partnership. So in addition to the scarves that Kyle mentioned, is we're we're also you're going to see a lot of just name brand partnership. You'll see you'll see us pl- uh, you know making the the routine plugs obviously here on our shows, but the big thing is putting it out in front of in front of our listeners in front of our supporters. Coaches, coaches who have thought about that. Obviously, we know the scarf world is a big part of, of you know, scarves are a big part of the soccer world, I should say. Excuse me. And, <clears throat> you know, one of the things that we're going to do through the help of uh, Global Scarves is some of these scarves that uh, that we're going to be issued is we are actually going to provide them to some of our listeners, some of our supporters through. We'll have various contests, various interaction engagement, maybe at some some public uh, public showings as well, D- different opportunities to be able to engage with engage with our supporters, share their product, and really help further put Global Scarves on the map because they have been they have been staunch supporters of Texas high school soccer now for a while. So, Kyle, tell us a little bit about that in terms of just from TASCO, THSCA, your just your involvement, in support level, how far back that goes with uh, the state of Texas. Oh. Um- so to kind of give you a little history on that is for us or for me specifically, I started with Global six or seven years ago, give or take. I was kind of bored and needed something to fill my time. Um, so I had reached out to my current scarf rep at that time and asked, hey, uh, you know, do they ever bring on any new people, anything else? Um, and they ended up, deci- you know, they decided to take a chance and heard about Tasco as far as the as a convention down there, heard great things about it and i said okay well I'll be in the southern region of the u.s um, let's head down there let's let's go down and figure it out and so bill and i we we came down bill is the one of the owners of global i should mention that um came down there and everybody was really welcoming um really they were excited to have us we were one of the first uh, the first and still the only um company like that down there um and it was just everybody was excited I think I walked away from that from that one with, I don't know, five orders alone, just just from that weekend. And then obviously I got a few more after that. And just people were excited to see the product, have it. And they love, you know, they they want us back every year. 
Um, and then from there, we want to be back because we start recognizing people over the last six or seven years. They stop by our table, whether they're ordering or not. It's just great to have that relationship and just be feel really welcome down there. Um, and then for the positive side for me, again, it gets me out of the state of Iowa in the middle of November. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, THSCA for us is a relatively new one. Um, we've entered to it uh, twice so far. Um, so I think we're going back again this year and just to kind of help, you know, people are, again are starting to recognize us there too. And, um, but Tasco is by far our, um, our favorite, uh, convention that we go to. And I, I go to about four or five ish a year. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it was, it was a great, uh, it's kind of where you and I got to re re really be able to establish this initial rapport. Right. And, uh, I know. Your, this is your second time joining us on uh, you know on the podcast. This time, last time it was on the fifty fifty pod. This time you're on Inside Texas High School Soccer. But uh, tell us, I guess, if you can, in your own words, as best as you can, what uh, what has you maybe yourself, Bill? I know you can't entirely speak for Bill, but what has you and the uh, the global scarf you know the global scarves family excited about being able to partner with uh, with us at the fifty fifty podcast? I think it's just getting our name throughout Texas and being recognized a little bit more. Um, you know, yes, we go to Tasco. There's still some people that show up to Tasco that have never heard of us. Um, right. And then, you know, aside from that, it's giving the the teams down there something else that they can use for um, fundraising or promoting their team or their club, promoting the, the you know the sport of soccer in Texas in general. Um, it gives them something other than, hey, let's do a t-shirt or, hey, let's do this. It's you have a scarf and you can proudly display it either on a wall or um, at the stadium at the game. So I just think it's really it's that's really what our what we're kind of looking forward to in this partnership. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And before we let you go, Kyle, uh, you know, so two things. One, I got to tell you how incredibly excited we are, equally excited about this partnership and just a very like-minded, reputable, reputable organization and Global Scarves, and we're excited. And uh, we're also grateful and humbled for the um, the opportunity to be able to partake in this partnership. But before we let you go, just wanted to kick it over to Rafa or maybe Steve, see if they had any just general partnership questions as far as, as it relates to working with us or just Texas high school soccer in general. It's Gents, anything? Rafa, Steve? No pressure. No. <laughs> uh, no, just impressive uh, scarf display in the background. That's pretty sharp. It's. Uh, I have quite a few more that I can't even display. There's. Uh, <laughs> there's more sitting like right in front of me over here, and then uh, I have about a. I have another tub full of them, and uh, I will say I. Uh, um, I have a lot of Arsenal scarves running around as well. So. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> That concludes your time on the podcast. Thank you, sir. Thank you. That's why I waited till the end. <laughs> Smart man. Did, did you have a uh, Did you have a part in making some of those? The ones behind you, most like of them. Designing them, um, especially the ones up on the top row. I definitely yes. did, and then um, the third row down, I did have a lot of. I did have a part to play in some of those as well. So most of the ones that I display on my wall, um, if they're not an SKC season ticket scarf, um, yeah. nine times out of ten, I've created it. Um, and then I will just depending on the club or whoever I've made them for, I'll go through and, and purchase one if I think they're a great design or I've had some that'll just send them to me for fun. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's a, my wife may not enjoy the, the collection as much as I do. Uh, but I definitely, it's, it makes for a great background. I like it. 
So total count. Yeah. What is the count up to? Do you do you know? <laughs> no, I have no clue. No clue. No, I mean, this is here. you can only see about three rows. There's two more rows below that third row, and I think they. I want to say on that they're eleven across. So yeah. yeah. How, so how, how long, how, how long is that wall? How long is that wall behind you? Is that that's not like a thirty foot long wall? No, 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 no. They're about eleven. There's there's uh, six rows and about eleven across. Gotcha. Gotcha. Rafa. Yeah, I was gonna say Kyle's wall reminds me of my of my from the round table co-host Harry. He's got his his wall of scarves yeah. from all, a lot crazy. of the USL and also a lot of the semi-pro teams too as well. So we gotta figure yeah. out who has the who has the most scarves between them. <laughs> I know he's watching right, I know he's watching right now, so he's like, wow. Yeah, I think he put on that's a nice impressive scar wall. I appreciate <laughs> that. I, I wish I could display them all. So. Yeah, I think Harry sits at the top of the table just on the account that he's not an Arsenal fan, so he gets he gets the uh, the point differential there. So I'll allow it. Credit, so. I'll allow it. Yeah. All right. So Kyle, hey, we appreciate you, buddy. Thank you for your time. We're not going to keep you up all night, but uh, just wanted to bring you in. Very excited about this uh, this partnership, this opportunity. Grateful, and we're looking we're looking forward to making the most of it. But before I let you go, you know the some of the some of our Texas high school soccer coaches that might be out there. Maybe they've never heard of Global Scarves or they've been intrigued. They've heard of you guys, but they they haven't quite, you know, wanted to pursue it. Where can they get more information on on uh, Global Scarves? Absolutely. So there's a couple different ways you can get more information. One, uh, go to globalscarves.com. You can see the array of products that we offer. Uh, there are a few that are on there that are not on there that we can offer. Um, for additional information, I would definitely recommend reaching out to me. And email address on that is kyle at globalscarves.com. So it's super simple, or you can follow me on Twitter. Uh, it's Kyle at Global Scarf because apparently scarf, Global Scarves was too long for the Twitter handle. Um, but we offer an array of products to help everybody kind of promote their club, their team, and promote uh, the sport of soccer down in Texas. Great stuff, man. Great stuff. So thank you again. Appreciate it. Super excited. Uh, please give my best to Bill as well and every everybody uh, back at the uh, – back at the company. So thank you again, Kyle. He is Kyle Wall, the Southern States representative for Global Scarves. Thank you again, buddy. We'll see you. Thanks, guys. Appreciate y'all. Have a good day. You too. You too. Pretty cool stuff, huh? Very cool. Yeah, very, very excited about that. Well, maybe we can finally get uh, get Steve a proper scarf for his wall here for the show. So we'll work on it. We'll work on it. So yeah, it's pretty uh, pathetic man. behind me, other than the team. <laughs> but uh, you know, the uh, is no, not there yet. Please don't it's tell me that. <laughs> please don't tell me that's the only scarf you own. Please tell me that is not the only scarf you own. Oh, I've got about a handful. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I was just curious. I was just like, man, don't tell me it's the only one. So, all right. Awesome. So, uh, great stuff here. So we're going to go ahead. We're going to move on. We're going to get started. We're going to jump right into the RPI, the Rafa Power Index. While we're doing, while I bring it up, Rafa, go ahead and tell us, just give us a little bit of background for maybe some of our new listeners, what the RPI is about. Yeah. So the RPI is, is a, this is a pound for pound, kind of like boxing. Who's the best of the best as far as state of Texas for boys and girls? So, you know, it's not done by ballots or, you know, votes from other people and this and that. This is straight from me. I do the research, look over the game schedules, records and so forth. And, and I, like I said, that's how I come out with with my rankings and so forth. And, and there were some cha couple changes 
some teams have you know came out, come came down out of it. Some came up. We got some, some new surprises and some teams the new and some some of the new ones to talk about as well. Yeah, yeah. So so in an effort to uh, we're not going to go away. You'll still be able to hear us, but to be able to maximize our screen here, we're going to go ahead and. Uh, fully you know fully extend it here and then we'll just we'll get to talking and then steve and i will chime in uh, as we see fit so take it away Ralph. so number one again we have salt lake curl at 17 and 0 uh then like i said they've just been unstoppable this you know this this season and like i said they're pretty much a clear favorite to win the 6a title for the girls uh same thing with salina salina's just kind of on their heels they're in the red 14 over in the 4 uh, you know, the 4A division, like yeah. I said, they're playing toe to toe with a lot of teams, especially in their non district. Some impressive so wins, no, no change, no change at one and two. No, but one yeah. change that did come up is Wiley East. Uh, keep an eye out on them, and they could be the Rockwell of 2023. Uh, really? they've been, yeah, they've been both signed some teams in non district and district play, so keep an eye on them. Uh, four, I have Katie Seven Lakes. They've been the girls have been impressive, and they're already in district play. Uh, probably the top girls team in the Houston area. Number five, our my number one team in San Antonio is the San Antonio Taft Lady Raiders. They're at twelve and zero. They just finished their first round of district play undefeated. Uh, they're pretty much going to be the clear favorite. Probably they'll end up winning the district title. Uh, number six, I have the Spencer Valley uh, Rangers. Lady Rangers, uh, I think I think they're also undefeated too. I think I believe that's about thirteen to two. So they're like I said, they've gone up. They got a big game this coming weekend. Um, you know, I guess we'll, which we'll talk hopefully talk about in a bit. Another team to keep an eye on, number seven, Farron Marcus, one of the perennial powers. You yeah, know, that they, is a that is a typo on Smithson Valley. So, they are thirteen and zero, not thirteen yeah. and two. So yeah, e, thirteen and zero. E me. Sorry about e me. <laughs> so and then we have. Another team that's moving up from the four-year rankings, who maybe could be a challenger for Salina, is the Salado. They're at seventeen and one. Um, like I said they just started district play. You know, got a couple good wins this this past week. Number nine is uh, another Houston area team, Cy Bridgeland, at fourteen and one. They're moving up. Another team to keep an eye out is Flower on Marcus, which is a rival. I mean, Farmount, the mar- uh, rival for Marcus. They're at ten one and one. Uh, one team that kind of had a little setback this week, which was which I'll talk about in one of my games here, is the Burlington Centennial. They did have the first loss of the season, but they're still in contention for their district title. Another team, it's kind of on the heels of Salt Lake Curls. It's Keller. The Keller grows at 12-1-1. The only blemish is a loss against Salt Lake Curl. Uh, Duncanville at 13. They suffered their first loss, but they're still, like I said, they're still on top of their district. Uh Refresh my memory. Who was who was that loss for Duncanville? Who was that against? Uh, Do you believe I'm trying to remember their district. Um, let me see here. That's okay. We can. I just didn't. I was. We could look it up, but that's. I was just trying to. I was trying to recall that, and I couldn't. I couldn't remember. Yeah, I might have been. I think Mansfield. I think that was one of the Mansfield teams. I think knocked them off, and then number yeah, fourteen. It was, yeah, it was, it was Mansfield. Bounceville, yeah. Gotcha. And then number 14 at uh, Bernie, Bernie High. It's 14 2, big win over Wimberley this past week. Right. So they move into the top 15. And, and then 15, 
Uh, another team that's on the Metroplex here that's been under the radar is Hurstville, and they're at fourteen and one, at fourteen and one. And then my next five uh, here from Region Four, Georgetown. Like I said, they've already started to play. They're undefeated. Keep an eye on them for the five A division. They may give a challenge to Smithson Valley um, in that district. Another team from 4A, Stephenville, another Prairie Power. They're chugging along, had a big win over Brownwood. Uh, Rockwell Heath, like I said, they're like the, like kind of the Cisco from last year. They're also kind of flying on the radar. Mm-hmm. And then number four, uh, Wolford Friendship. They haven't had much. No one's really talked about them, but they're doing some damage over there in the West Texas area, in the Lubbock area. I know they're in District um, you know, 26A with Permian and Midland. Midland Mangle Legacy, but they've had a lock on that the district this year. And then number five, I have Highland Park at 12 1 and 1. Yeah, friendship looks like they looks like they've kind of returned to their that traditional form, right? They were, you know, they've been they've been a power in you know the plains, West Texas area for for a while now. They're a little kind of dropped off, a little under under the radar the last two years, but definitely look like they're back and Georgetown's got to be wondering what's it going to take to crack the uh, the ARP, the Rafa Power Index, man. I think weren't they? Close. Uh, I think they were fourth, fourth on your next five in last time. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I mean it's it's a pretty pretty interesting group. It looks like I think Marcus and Flower Mound kind of flip flopped in here too, right? From the mm-hmm. la- from your last RPI. Yeah. Yeah, because they faced originally they faced off each other. Marcus got the win over them. Yeah, yeah. So, so they, like I said, they kind of got to give them the edge, but still, it's it's still a long season, anyways, from that district. And so, I'm, they're sure they're gonna when they meet again. Like I said, you know, the Rankins could flip flop again if Flower Run gets a win over them. Yeah, Katie Seven Lakes, man, just quietly, just moving along, just yeah. you know, yeah. So, Boys Steve, yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, so the only thing that I, I'm kind of not seeing here is uh, the two teams that I think are kind of the uh, class in District 5 in the in 6A is uh, Allen and, and Prosper. Um, I didn't see them on here, but, you know, I know that both of those teams are pretty solid. Everything else looks – I mean, all these – teams i mean look at the records i mean you know that's you a, that's an a, issue there you know it's just that there's there a lot of the teams are actually beating each other too as well like like i said prospers you know they're a great team. if there was this was top 25 they'll be on the list um same thing with you know same thing with allen is both of those were lists last time right prosper mm-hmm. and allen right? they had a so, couple yeah. little setbacks so yeah. you know but these you know there's we have some teams surging up you know, co- well, they actually played know. each other. They, mm-hmm. they played each other um, this uh, last week. So, um, but yeah, no, I mean, it's looks looks good. Yeah. Those are the only two that I I would try to squeeze them in there somewhere. But like, where do you put them? You know, it's, it's uh, I think there's out of all twenty teams, it's like fourteen losses between all these teams. Like it's you know they're, they're, these teams are solid. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's always tough. It's always tough. So, and that's kind of why, why we highlight what I think is really cool. And, and it's also makes it harder is the, uh, you know, this pound for pound ranking, right. Regardless of classification. So it's harder to, you know, when you're, you're, 
you're talking about the best of the best at every classification and mm -hmm. something's got to give. So it'll be interesting to see because this is definitely a big shift from uh, from your last RPI. So, OK, so we'll go ahead and we'll shift over to the boys to the men's soccer side here. All right, and I think on these, Rafa, so if you want to correct me on this, I think no changes at one through three, right? Yeah. Lake Travis has been consistent. I know they had did they have a tie, but like I said, it's it was again one of the toughest one of the tougher teams in the Austin area. So I kept them them at number one. Uh Katie's Katie Seven Lakes, they since that one loss they've had, they've been on on a roll. And like I said, they're just on the heels of Lake Travis are trying to get that number one position. And same thing with Palestine. You know, Palestine, you know, after a couple big wins in the non-district play, they're still chugging along there on their in-district, you know, still undefeated. Uh, one of the move-ups was, was El Paso Bel Air. I mean, they're at 14-0-1. <laughs> and, I mean, they're, they're consistent. They're Like I said, they've been consistent. Over there, you know, the district, you know, they're in El Paso in the 5A district. And, you know, like I said, you got to keep an eye on them. You know, could they be the one, you know, maybe that knocks off, you know, a team like, like you know, the, the first, the, one of the Frisco teams in, you know, in the regional. So now they had to be, they had to be, I think, probably your biggest jump from your yeah. last RPI, right? Was it them? Yeah. Yeah. I they had some big wins. So, you know, they. Yeah, yeah, they, they had big, yeah. some big wins, 11, and there were some teams that had some setbacks too. So there's some teams that were pulled back. Uh, yeah. Number five at San Antonio Lee, uh, they're still undefeated. I know they had a, a tie with Johnson, but still they're still in first place in their district in that tough district in in twenty twenty eight six A. When that's moved up, quietly has been Lewis von Hebron. Um, they're undefeated. You know they've they've already knocked off mm -hmm. some of their. their the tough, they're tough, you know, the teams in their district like Louisville and also Flowerman, just to give, give a few. Allen, another team, I know they had a little setbacks with a couple of ties, but they're still in contention. Like I said, they're still in my top 10 there. A uh, team that's kind of moved up, that's on, like I said, another team that's under the Raiders, that, the Midland High team. They're at 11 and 0. Um, they, they have maybe something special going on over there, and they could probably surprise some teams in, in the playoffs. Uh, another team that's also has been a surprise is Irving. Like I said, they're 12 and one. They're win winning big games in their district. Uh, number 10, I have Frisco and Lone Star. They're at 11, one and one. Like I said, the, the, look at the district they're in with Reedy and also with Wakeland. It, it's a dogfight there, but they've, like I said, they've been consistent. Another team in the Austin area is Georgetown. Uh, they had a great week. They're getting some quality wins. And the number twelve, Bernie. I, I think they made a statement against Wimberley this this past week with a big win of them. Um, even though, like I said, at fifteen wins says a lot. You know what they're doing there for four A. Another four A team from the Metroplex has been, like I said, now they're getting they're starting to kind of peak at the right time. Is the Diamond Hill Jarvis team? They're at sixteen one and one. And then one that we haven't mentioned is brand new is is Sabine. Um, not your kind of household name for soccer, but they've are started out they've started out 17 and 0 and 
they could be the surprise team out of East Texas. You know, maybe they're the ones that could challenge Palestine. And then number 15, I have Prosper. Um, some big wins this week. You know, still undefeated. You know, and they're, you know, I'm sure, like I said, they'll, like I said, a couple more quality wins will move up in, into the rankings. Then the next five, I have the Woodlands at 12, 2, and 1. I have Alamo Heights at 13 and 2. Heights has been playing great. Like I said, they've already finished their mm-hmm. first round of their district play undefeated. Uh, another team that maybe go also challenged Palestine in the 4A district is in the 4A region is Kilgore at 17 and 2. Uh, Tyler Legacy, I know they kind of fell out. They had a loss, but like I said, they'll, I'm sure they'll, they'll get some more wins, get bounced back. And another team from the Houston area that's kind of like it's been also on the, under the radar is the Pasadena, Pasadena Adobe team. They're at 14 0 2. So um, could they be the ones that maybe challenge Seven Lakes in Region 3 for 6A? Yes, yeah, Sabine. Seeing Sabine come out of nowhere, right? I mean, granted, they, it's not nowhere. They're seventeen and zero, but uh, you know, they they skip your next five in and they they enter top fifteen there. Uh, and then, of course, you have, you know, you have. There's your guys right there, right? Diamond Hill Jarvis just quietly <laughs> plugging along. They've they're just really have built a machine there. So, uh, pretty awesome to watch. Bernie as well, Coach Strong. He's going to have them ready. Uh, Georgetown. There's a lot of just great. You, you're seeing a lot of really good not I don't want to call them upstarts but some of your non-traditional powers right that are that are in here you know you have Irving in here you have Midland in here it's pretty awesome to watch and then you got you know you got Palestine a 4A sitting there at number three is when they've been in that spot for you've had them in there for I think yeah. since the beginning right so mm-hmm. um so pretty awesome and then I know Steve wrong side of the house but you got your Ellen and Prosper in there as well so um <laughs> yeah but uh, yeah Elmo Heights Elmo Heights is is an is an interesting one so Steve thoughts Yeah no uh I I'm right there on number 6 Louisville Hebron um they're kind of taking a a hold of that district 6 in uh 6A uh in region 1 so they they took a big jump they went from uh the number 5 of the next 5 in so basically your number 20 spot all the way up to number 6 now so, um, you know, but like I said, they're, they're, that's a really competitive district and they've kind of got a, you know, uh, a pretty firm spot on, on number one up there. Uh, it's good to see Pasadena Doby, you know, crack into the top 20. Uh, they've been doing really good stuff in region three, uh, which we'll be talking about later uh, tonight. So good to see them on the board, um, you know, and Sabine as well. That's pretty, pretty cool that you got them up there. I mean, 17 and no, speaks for itself um and yeah we i think we spoke about alamo heights um i think it was a couple episodes ago or maybe it was offline as well in regards to them being in you know a new district and you know they're they're doing real really well but we've you know seen the jeffersons and the edisons in that district the district they're no no pushovers here in san antonio so you know but um they're they're up there on top of their district um yeah no it's some really good stuff really good stuff like what this uh, one i don't have too many uh, too many shakeups for it off on this one <laughs> what um what surprised you when you're doing the research on these and the just looking up the data and then compiling your results here Rafa? what what surprised you the most in this group from this this RPI compared to the previous ones? Was there anything that kind of stood out to you this time? 
just just the some of the quality wins some of these teams are getting, and and, and not just close wins. I mean, like big wins. You know, they're mm-hmm. getting three, four, and five nothing wins, and yeah. you know, and and that's and that's what's in what's a little surprising too, especially if they're playing some teams that you know that that have made playoffs like deep runs in playoffs, but they're handling them and yeah, um, you know, it, like. Like for example, like one team to keep an eye on, like that Kilgore team. You know, they're seventeen. You know, like I said, mm-hmm. they're seventeen and two. You know, they they're in that same region with Palestine, and that'll be a great matchup in the playoffs. Right. And they may could see each other in that second round or third round or fourth round game, um, and that could tip the scale as far as who get represents Region Three. You know, out of for those two, and um, Midland is another surprise. You know, you know. District two six a doesn't get you know really isn't looked at as far as soccer you know as and they've made a some statement you know during the early in the year they beat some quality teams in the Dallas area and like I said you got some tough ones in their district like Millen Legacies one um, you got San Angelo Central and also Wolfer Friendship too the boys they're a good team too and like I said for them to still be undefeated you know says a lot and I mean what can you say about Bernie you know. Big win over Wimberley. I mean, they yeah, they they flexed their muscle on that game, and, and they made a statement with that game. And like I said, that's why I still have them as a favorite to probably you know more likely three peat, you know, and you know for that four A district boys title. Yeah, and a lot of like yeah, yeah. it's funny how there's not too much you know speak of number one and number two. They're just solid, like Lake Travis, you know, defending state champions, and you know we really haven't. I know we haven't, you know, jumped into region four yet, but we really haven't spoken about Lake Travis too, too much yet. And then Katie, Katie seven lakes, you know, on, like I said earlier on the boys and the girls side, you know, just doing their thing and, and they've got a really firm uh, hold of that district on the, on the boys side as well. Um, I think they played the second place team this week, or I'm sorry, last week, Cinco Ranch and, you know, uh, beat them. I believe it was two zero, something like that. So, you know, they're just quietly strumming along, collecting those wins, you know, getting better, I'm sure. So, yeah, just one and two. We haven't really spoken about them too, too much yet. Right. And sitting there, uh, sitting there quietly, right, kind of in the shadows is uh, the 28-6A power and former state champion, right, uh, just sitting there in, in Lee, right, uh, yeah. just quietly, just undefeated, getting finding their stride in an incredibly tough you know 28 6 a uh so yeah that'll be interesting to see how you know we, we talk about the dynamics in 28 6 a with um you know lee drawing with brandeis and then yet reagan you know reagan uh defeating brandeis right so yeah. it's gonna make for it's kind of that district is very much i think styles make matchups right uh so as they go through and into the second round it'll be interesting to see how that plays out Mm-hmm. So, all right. So that's going to do it for the RPI. Any anything else, Rafa, on the RPI? No, I was like I said, looking for for the the next one to see how how things change these next few weeks. You know, because now a lot of the teams are starting the second round of district play, so right. a lot of teams already know how. You know, they learn from the first game, see make what adjustments they make, and who knows? We could see it. You know, usually we'll see some upsets in the second round, and you know, like I said, maybe we'll you see you could see a shakeup for both rankings in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah, it will be interesting for sure. So moving on, we're going to go ahead and we are going to uh, 
see here. Let me see if I can adjust. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to move on to our region three preview. Obviously these districts are already, these, these districts are already underway for the most part. Um, we're going to start off with region three, four, a we'll start on the girls side. Uh, gentlemen, what are your thoughts on here as we look at this? So for, for region three, um, I think Rafa had spoken about them earlier in the season that uh, District 17, that Lumberton team, you know, the defending uh, region champion, it's going to be tough to, you know, knock them off the boat. Um, you know, they, they look pretty solid again, I believe, this year. So, um, yeah, Rafa? I, I think the one team that Lumberton needs to look at is Bay City. District 22. Mm -hmm. They had a big run last year, and they have mm -hmm. another good, solid team this year. Um, yeah. So that that could be your, you know, your regional final could be that. that I mean, those two teams meeting up, and there's some other teams as well too that, that you know uh, to kind of keep an eye out. You know, um, you know some of the teams like you know maybe Taylor. The Taylor girls have a good, you know, decent team. But as far as you know. Region three, I think those are your two dominant teams. I think yeah. those are going to be your two favorites to come out. I agree. Bay City going back to last year. Well, both of these, right? Both of these, you can yeah, say. Those three kind of, they built, Those Bay built City their, and Yeah, they built their uh, they built their momentum that springboarded them into this year, in last year, right? Last year's down the stretch, down the state in the state playoffs, and uh, so yeah. And I think Bay City, man, they're <laughs> phenomenal. Phenomenal social media. If you have not checked out their uh, their Twitter as well, it's pretty hilarious. It's it's awesome. It's awesome. Some of their their game day stuff and what they do. So, um, but yeah, I think uh, on the girls' side, I, I would definitely agree with Rafa. It's kind of it's those. I would say those two, and then the field, right? Mm -hmm. So, and moving on to the uh, the boys' side here in region uh, for four A region three. Uh, boys, it, it's I think it's a little open here, you, but you got some contenders. Like one team last year, they had a good run last year, but got eliminated by Bernie. Was was Taylor? You know, now they're instead of being Region Four now in Region Three, mm -hmm. I think they have a good shot to make another another long run. Uh, another team to keep an eye out is, is Sealy. Sealy's another team. You know, you know they they had a good run too last year. Um, Got my guys so they, in Mejia there. We got my guys there yeah, in 23. Yeah, Mejia too. And like I said, even though they've they've had a little some struggles here, but I think like I said right. they're they're battle tested. Uh, but this is kind of like a really wide open. You know, there's no really clear cut favorite here. You know, you don't have teams like you know like last year you had like Celedo in this in this region and a couple other teams. Mm -hmm. This one's kind of a little wide open, a little more wide open. Yeah, you got your defending uh, region three champion in there, Stafford as well, yeah. in um, um, District 21. So you've got them back, and, yeah, Mejia's right there as well. Uh, Scarborough could be another one, District 19. 
um, that kind of shakes things up in regards to the tournament. So, yeah. Okay. Good deal. We're going to go ahead and move on to 5A. And for our listeners, again, if you're joining us here for the first time, the way we run these in terms of our preview is we don't, we don't go through every single district. We kind of highlight some of the, uh, some of the teams to watch, some of the schools to watch. And then as well as maybe some of your, whether it's your surprises, your Cinderella's, or maybe even your dark horses right within their respective regions. So, all right, this one might be a little harder for you guys to to make out here. All right, so Region 3, we'll look at uh, 5A Region 3, starting with the girls. Rafa, go ahead. Uh, you got some quality teams here. I mean, this is this could be another murder row. Start selecting one, but you got teams like, for example, um, like last year, one of the one team that made a run that being a new school is Lake Belton. They had a great run last year. Uh, another team that's you know that's uh, you know a powerhouse is Friendswood, per, per, mm -hmm. a perennial power. You know, each year um, you got other teams like Neverland. Um, you look at District, District Twenty Three. Look at Twenty Three. Yeah, yeah, that you got the Georgetown, you got Eastview, Hendrickson, oh, and then also even even District Twenty One with Magnolia and, and Magnolia West, even even the College Station schools. You know, it's right. It's it's gonna be, and then down in twenty, you got you know teams like Fullshear, you know, and even Lamar Consolidated. So this this is a pretty stacked region for you know for the girls. Uh, now, you know, I'm sure Magnolia may be one of the fairs because, I mean, like I said, the deep run they made last year. But same thing with Friendswood. Like I said they could be on a mm -hmm. collision course. But you have those Austin area teams like Georgetown and Eastview and Hendrickson. So it's 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 going to be interesting. <laughs> Some interesting matchups when you see when you get to the second, third round of the playoffs. Yeah, you're starting to see some bigger, bigger, you know, uh, team names here in this, uh, you know, classification. Like Rafa said, the friends with it, they're historically there, you know, uh, making that run to state on the girls' side each and every year. But now you've got the, you know, the Pflugerville, Connollys, the that District 23 is stacked, yeah, you know, yeah. with the, the Georgetown, the two Georgetown teams and those Pflugerville teams. I mean, that's, that's going to be a tough district. And then you've got 21 right there. So whoever comes out of this region, uh, from this classification, wow, yeah, that's that's going to be a team to be reckoned with, you know, at state, uh, especially considering, you know, all the, the Houston schools that you got there and then East Texas as well, you know. Uh, so, yeah, this is. Yeah, it'll be different. I think Region 3, Region 3, when you get to the state tournament, will definitely be different than last year, right, or the la last two years, but particularly last year where – I know region three really struggled when you got to the state tournament and uh, this year will, you know, it, I don't know. I don't know if it's much of a prediction, but I would say this region revolves largely around four districts in 18, 21, 22, and 23. So good chance, good chance that your regional champion is going to come out of one of those districts on the, on the girls side. So, all right, let's, uh, let's go ahead and move on. So five, a region three, we'll uh, look at the boys side. Now, Steve, go ahead, lead us off. Yeah, so kind of similar. You got some some strong districts as well. You know, uh, I, I 
still look at District 23 again, as far as the boys are concerned uh, with Georgetown and, and Pflugerville, they're historically there. Um, you're making that run each and every year. Uh, you've got kind of a, a newcomer uh, in District 19, Houston Wisdom is, you know, making some, uh, putting a lot of wins together. I think, I believe they're still undefeated. Um, in that out of that uh, district 19 so you know uh and on the season as well i'm not too sure for what they did uh you know pre-district but um you know for them to still be undefeated that's that's saying something especially on a on the houston side so um then you got the uh, district 20 uh, with the fort bend schools you know those are always uh tough uh, tough teams to be playing uh come the playoffs so yeah, it's it's that being said, it's a little bit more. I think it's going to be a little bit more wide open uh, on the boys side. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. I would I would definitely agree with that. It's it's kind of harder to pinpoint. Uh, granted, the districts, you know, you, you talk about 21 and 23 as well. And uh, but, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be interesting. And then that shift that you're seeing with some of these some of these schools that are now in region three that previously weren't um, yeah, kind of hard to ignore for kind region of four, uh, region four, region two, like the Austin teams, they, you know, UIL when they did the shift, it mm -hmm. looks like they're kind of adding a little bit more Austin to region uh, three. Yeah. So, and then, you know, uh, yeah. So, so it's, it's, it's going to be interesting next month. It's already next yeah. month. There we go. <laughs> Rafa. I think the two favorites from here is is, is probably Georgetown and AM Consolidated. I think those are the two probably the 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 ones that are probably gonna really run the gauntlet. But you also got to keep out a, a team out of I know District Twenty Four doesn't get its due, but keep your eye on that Austin Northeast early college team. Northeast, they made a Northeast. yeah they they made a run last year, and they beat some quality teams, and they could do the same thing again. You know, I'm sure they'll win their district, and you know, I'm sure Eastview and and Hendricks and Collier are kind of do not want to match up with them. Um, like I say, the A&M Consolidated, they're in a tough district, but they'll they're they're taking care of business. Um, another team from District 19 that another get kind of goes on under the radar. Not a lot of people know about them is Sharpstown. They have quality players on that squad. You know, and it's a mix of different players from different, actually different nationalities that I've got, I got to know about mm. a few years ago. And they, they got some good players there. Um, Keeping also on District 20, uh, Lamar Consolidated has got some good teams. Foster, my buddy at uh, Coach Trevino at Fulshire, like I said, they, they'll make, they have a good team that make the playoffs. Uh, but my two clear favorites, you know, probably my AC in the, probably in the final could be A and Consolidated versus Georgetown. Mm. Yeah, it'll be uh that's in northeast you mentioned uh, in in 24 northeast didn't they I'm trying to remember didn't they make do all that damage in the playoffs last year yes. as a four seed they were they yeah. got in as a four seed didn't they yeah 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 and and then yeah. it just like I said and a lot of teams cannot take them lightly this year and they're still doing some damage you know in district play and and like I said I do follow them we used to follow them on Twitter and they've been doing some good things so you know, keep keep an eye on them. They may could do another. Maybe this probably have another run in them in, in this in this playoffs and yeah. kind of where they're where they're seated at. There's a possibility they could do that again this year. 
Yeah, they went. They were actually a three seed, and they went all the way to the uh, the region final. Uh, so they were a three. They were a three. Okay. Yeah, they were a three yeah. seed, but yeah, they were knocking off, <laughs> you know, uh, College yeah, Station, Corbett, Kempner, and uh, they lost in PKs to Katie Jordan in the region yeah. final. So. They uh, yeah, they busted up uh, they busted up quite a few people's brackets last year. So. <laughs> Bracket buster, yeah. Probably I think they busted ours because we didn't see them. They were kind of flying under the radar last year. And yeah, they, but sometimes just they get they get hot like you, you mentioned uh, mm-hmm. at the right time, um, yeah. and and they just they make that run and you know it's tough to beat beat that team. That's, yeah, that's precisely it's oh. precisely what it was. So, all right, that's going to do it for five A. We're going to move on to six A here and six uh, A region three as well. Let me get us set up here. More schools here, so this one might be a little harder to see. Uh, but okay, so we'll start off. So six A region six A region three. We'll start with the girls and uh, Rafa. Go ahead, lead us off. Yeah, this this is another tough district. I think District 19 itself is a is a playoff mm-hmm. gauntlet. I mean, not only you have seven lakes, but you got other great teams. You know, you got Tompkins, you got Taylor's been like historically a great team, uh, Morton Ranch, but but Pato, you know that that you could see maybe four of those teams in the region. You know, facing each other in a regional quarterfinal. Um, but you also look at District 21. You got the Kingwoods and the Atlacosita teams. The the girls have done well. Deer Park, the Deer Park girls has another, you know, they have traditionally have great teams. Um, uh, even Pearland, uh, down below in 20, District 24, you know, you cut a couple, you know, a couple of the friends with Clearbrook teams. So this is all, and then also District 17, that's another tough district, like the side creeks and the side first side ridges. So right. it's, it's a, it's a, you know, kind of say, kind of pick your poison here on <laughs> who, you know, but like I said, KV Sand Lakes is the favorite. But there are some teams out there that could, you know, could challenge them you know, on their way to, to Georgetown. Steve? Yeah, you got um you got some some really, you know, tough districts here. And it's kind of, you know, we've we've spoken about it a couple of times already in regards to region three, not, you know, producing any results for at at this at state, but you know, if you look at you know, District 17, you know, with the some of the Cypress teams, um, you know, uh, District 18 with teams like, you know, Heights and Bel Air, Lamar, District 19 with the Cadies that Rafa mentioned. Uh, and then you got the Umbles up in uh, District 21. I forgot I mean, to mention District 20, the Ridgepoint. They made a deep run last year, too. Yeah, yeah. That's actually the region, you know, champ, uh, Fort Bend, Ridgepoint. Or Missouri, Missouri City, which whichever they go by, but um, yeah, I mean it's 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 pretty stacked. So it's kind of you know shocking to see that you know Region Three doesn't you know they haven't been getting the results at at state, but you know uh, they are battle tested. Whoever comes out of this region is really really quality team. It's teams that you know college coaches should be you know following lots of these schools if not most of them but yeah so and it's yeah it's yeah. really stacked yeah some some good uh you can make the argument that there's just phenomenal parity within district 19 alone 
-hmm. then there's this great parity across the the rest of the districts in region three right but one one school that i did want to point out to just keep an eye on out in district 24 is clear springs uh, and coach foster mm -hmm. you know he's um, you know we've had him on the podcast and what he's doing there this is this is a group this is a a program that's kind of growing in confidence and flying under the radar and uh, navigating a tough district a tough region uh, but i think they could be one of those that they're you know they're believing they're growing in confidence that could get you know really hot and really start to believe at the right time so mm -hmm. keep a close eye on them out in district 24 in clear springs so yeah and then the beaumont westbrook is another team in district up in district 21 i mean that that district is stacked as well you know with yeah. the humble teams the, mm -hmm. summer creek yeah summer yeah summer creek's in there as well so yeah. um tough one tough, tough yeah for sure. so very i think it'll be a, i think it'll be a different story for region three uh, across the board this year in the state tournament. So we'll yeah. see. We'll see. Okay, moving on to uh, moving on to the boys' side, to the men's soccer side. Uh, Steve, go ahead, lead us off. Thoughts? Yeah, I mean, it's going to be tough to kind of predict as far as, you know, who's once bracketology comes, you know, uh, to figure out who's actually going to, you know, take this region. But once again, you know, I think District 19 is kind of like the front runner. you got, you know, seven lakes in there. Uh, you've got uh, Cinco Ranch has put together a good season so far. Um, you got a lot of the Fort Bend teams that, you know, typically come out of this uh, region, you know, pretty strong. They, they dive pretty deep into the playoffs as, as well. Then uh, you got the Umbles as well, District 21. Um, and then keep an eye out. Um, they, they, they've kind of a, a newcomer in the last five years or so in District 23 is the Ailey Elsick. Uh, yeah. they've been um, pretty solid and pretty consistent. And I know they've put together a really good uh, record thus far this year. Um, I have a, a friend of the family who's, uh, or I'm sorry, a relative, I should say, that, that goes and watches their games over uh, over in Houston. And he said, watch out for Ailey Velsic. And um, I, I've seen them at State before, and they, they produce some really uh, – quality players out of that school. So once again, college coaches, that's another school that you should be looking at. Um, and then you've got in that same district, uh, straight Jesuit, you know, that's uh, that usually has really competitive teams as well. So I gotta say, yeah. what are your thoughts on Dawson? Caroline Dawson. They're, yeah. they're a sleeper team. Yeah. Because they're yeah, not, they're, a, they're more known for football than really soccer, but yeah. you know, they, they being in that district with Elsick and Street Jesuit, you know, you're, you're, and also even Shadow Creek too, you know, they're 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 gonna be in some battles. Uh, they'll be battle tested coming when they run into District Twenty Four for like a first round of the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Twenty three is is kind of a, a sleeper district, but they they had a lot of teams come out of that, you know, mm -hmm. make it to you know, uh, I know Streak and Ailey if they they advanced pretty yeah. far last year, so. Yeah. Um, you know, that's kind of a sleepy yeah, I, know, I, I know we've I know we've moved on to the boys' side, but on the uh, on the girls' side, that's Dawson's another one. Dawson's one that I think yeah. Harlan Dawson's gonna be one that's going to be in the mix. They're going to be in games. They have a phenomenal goalkeeper as well. Um, so they're going to be, yeah, they'll they'll have a say, I think, before it's said and done. But 
um, stay coming back to the boys, coming back to the men's side of the mm -hmm. house. Rafa, thoughts, final thoughts. Like I said, this, this is this is Katie's seven lakes a year to win. I mean, to win the region mm -hmm. and and make a statement and and the and the at Georgetown. But you're gonna have some obstacles, like I mentioned. Like I have Pasadena Adobe. They're they've they could be, you know, one one waiting because could this be the year that they break out? Um, same thing with Ailey Felsick. Uh, same thing, uh, Houston State Jesuit, another team we're not talking about. Deer Park, traditionally, Deer Parks have good teams, mm -hmm. you know, they've gone deep. Uh, the humble Kingwoods, that's another storied soccer program, you know, you know, they've always made playoffs. Um, keeping on on District 18 with Houston Chavez, they got some good players there, and, I, and I'm surprised a lot of the college coaches don't go to that school. They had some good, really good players. And that team, and they've they've done some damage in the plows, and you know, in the last few years. Um, same thing with District Twenty, like the Rich Point Boys, High Towers, another good team. Um, and then you got your uh, Jersey Village. Remember, they battled uh, San Antonio Lee for, you know, yeah. in a yeah a few years ago, and in the state semifinal game. So that's a it's a lot. Of, like I said, a lot of talent here in this Houston area, Region Three District. It's it's just it's surprising that not one has been uh, been getting get to the final or won at all, you know. And maybe this is the year that they're going to do it. Yeah, um, just looking up scores here. Just a final on the girls' side: six A, um, your number one RPI rated uh, uh, South Lake Carroll Dragons improved to eighteen and zero with a five one victory over uh, over Tim the Timber Creek Falcons. So um, they allowed just, a goal. <laughs> Just a score update. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? So, all right, great stuff, great stuff, gentlemen. That's going to do it for. Uh, that's going to do it for our Region Three preview as well. So we're we're moving along here. So next piece that we wanted to talk about was our so our best matches, right? One of our newer segments here. So, and the way this works, obviously, for for our listeners, for our supporters, or if you're new, is kind of want to highlight either a couple of matches that maybe we either covered saw got to see in person or if not that we came across and you know just uh, were able to retroactively go back and look up some more over the last couple of weeks since our last show so uh gentlemen i'm going to defer this one to you a little bit so maybe we'll start with uh steve we'll start with you tell us maybe highlight a couple of uh, your your best matches that uh, you came across or that you covered in the last couple of weeks yeah, sure. So I had mentioned earlier uh, on the girls side, Prosper uh, girls against Allen. So that was a big clash of uh, District 5 opponents in uh, in Region 1. So um, the thing about that game was they were also dealing with some pretty bad weather up there. I think they were on a weather delay for about 90 minutes uh, when that storm came in, I believe, last, last Tuesday. Um, but from the information I gathered from a, a former player, uh, her her parent was that the game was super competitive, as we kind of expected between those two powerhouses. Um, that was a match very, that that was a match I believe you said ended wrapped up about like ten thirty five, ten forty five, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, right. because of that weather delay that, and yeah. and she said it was just pouring throughout the whole match, and uh, but um, so. Real competitive, intense match, as like we expected. Um, ended up being one to one, but with that district, they go and do uh, penalty kicks. So, uh, game went into penalty kicks. Prosper wound up 
taking the win four to two on penalty kicks um, and uh, with Prosper's goalkeeper blocking two of Allen's. Right. So, you know, a uh, little shout out to the Prosper goalkeeper. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, they, uh, they, they got the win. So that being said, I wanted to kind of pose a question to you guys in regards to districts that have penalty kicks, as opposed to some districts that don't, I know it's kind of a district decision to make that call. What are you y'all's opinion on, on that? <sighs> We're about to uh, we're about to lose the podcast and derail it right here, right? So, so generally for for the people people who may not know or people who may not be totally familiar with is you generally have three different most districts, right? Because UIL, the state state of Texas, UIL leaves it to leaves it to the districts to ultimately decide, and the districts vote on these bylaws every year uh, or or semi annually, uh, biannually. I mean, but. What they do is there are three, generally there are three scenarios. There's one, the game ends in a tie and they're tracked on a point system by the district president or the executive committee. Two is straight to penalties at, at the end of regulation. Or three, we do have some districts that I noted off I wanted to talk about where the game at, at the regulation is still tied. They are playing some form of... Um, some form of, of extra time, right? Whether it's two, you know, two tens, two fives, what have you. And then, and then if still tied, then they go to penalties, right? Which can make for a long, long match. Um, so I don't know that there's a right answer. I think yeah. that my take on it is my, my general take on it is be careful what you wish for, because I don't think there's a perfect scenario. Uh, but I do, I do think in some, some way, shape or form, you should try to end in a, uh, end with some sort of result right even though you can always make the argument that hey, penalties isn't the best way to solve it but my take on that has always been it's like hey then take care of business and regulation right is i think you kind of lose a percentage of the argument being able being of the match being yours or not being fair or unfair if you cannot take care of business and regulation so um ideally i think the game should if it goes to penalties it goes to penalties because i think that it's one of those where I, I cannot tell you how many different um, how many different programs, how many different coaches I've spoken with who whose districts their their matches if tied at the end of regulation would just end in a tie and they were on a point system. And one of their chief complaints when they got into the state playoffs were where it's like they just they didn't have the in-game pressure filled experience of penalties, right? Mm -hmm. And they felt like they were at a disadvantage. So that's kind of my take. Maybe they should practice the penalty kicks after practice, right before practice. Yeah, but you and I both know that you cannot <laughs> mimic that in a in in game in practice. Yeah, the the pressure filled situation. I mean, you can you can try to mimic it as best as you can, but it's yeah. nothing will replace the pressure filled of an actual match. I think so, Rafa. Yeah, I think, you know, I just, I, I, you know, leaving it up to the team, I guess, to the districts. But if the UIL wants to set a, a sort of, sort of like a universal standard, you know, they should, maybe they should, you know, like I said, all games in, you know, and in the tie, you go straight to PKs, you know. And and I know there's some districts, like I mentioned to you about one in, like in the Valley, they, they only, they go to overtime and then they go to PKs if they're still tied. I, I think that's kind of a little right. overkill there. Yeah. Um, 
you know, leave that leave that to the playoffs. And I, I know why they're doing that because they're probably trying to simulate what they'll see in the playoffs, you know, to do extra time and, and, and then mm-hmm. the PKs, but still it's a district game, you know, it's a, you know, you're playing on a Tuesday night, you know, students don't need to go home to do homework and stuff, you know, yeah, you don't want yeah. to prolong. Right, right. And then also you risk yourself a risk of getting injuries too, you know, during yeah, the right. district. Yeah. yeah. And so travel, I definitely travel, think travel is a factor in some of these yeah. districts too. Right. So, yeah. 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 And you're right. Yeah, I mean, a lot of times I know for the San Antonio schools, it's, you know, a five o'clock match for the boys and then a seven o'clock match for the girls. So, you know, a five o'clock match goes into extra time and then penalty kicks, man, that pushes that seven o'clock match even later. Then they're not even, you know, the girls getting, and let's say that game goes to overtime and, you know, then penalty kicks. I, I, but I do think that being said, I do think the penalty kicks kind of benefits those districts in regards to the playoffs, because this way it allows the coaches to kind of get that order of, you know, their kickers that they, that they want it, you know, to go, let's say they play in district and go, you know, three matches going to penalty kicks, you know, or, or five matches, who knows, but it gives that coach a, an idea of, you know, who cracks under pressure or who, you know, is steps up under pressure and it allows him to, or her to put, you know, get that order, get that flow going and, and prepare them a little bit more for the UIL playoffs. Right. You're trying to figure out your rotation. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, all right, uh, Steve, thank you for uh, your best matches. And Rafa, let's go ahead. Uh, what do you got for us on best matches? As far as best matches for the girls side, this is one, one in the North Texas area. And this was from District 8-5A uh, between Midlothian and uh, Burleson Centennial, the, the top two teams in that district. And Midlothian came out with a 4-1 win over Centennial, which, uh, had, like I said, I had Centennial at one of the rankings, too. Now I have Midlothian coming up. So, so t- Midlothian is now taking control of that district. And it's a tough district, too, because you also have Midlothian Heritage, too, who was bumped up from 4A to 5A. But those are your top two teams in that district, and I'm sure the second the second round game is going to even probably even be better, yeah. you know, you know, and I'm sure Centennial is probably going to make some the right adjustments and hopefully get a result because that could end up you know being both teams getting a co district title and and also seeding as well in the playoffs. The boys, I'm going to go go down south, way down south. Uh, it's kind of like a little backyard brawl for 32-5A, uh, 32-6A. Is Los Fresnos versus Bronzo Hannah, which is Hannah's my my dad's alma mater, and but you can tell Los Bronzo Hannah's had a you know historical, you know as far as soccer they're one of the best you know historically one of the better teams. Give a little, <laughs> and, give a little shout and, out, little shout out to your shout out to them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, one of the better teams like in the valley as far as story programs. You, you know, so you have Rivera, you got Porter and Lopez with that one state, but Los Fresnos has really come out. You know out of nowhere and they've become one of the dominant teams down there for 6A and could this be the year that finally one of the Valley teams breaks through and knocks off one of the San Antonio Austin teams in Region 4 and Los Fresnos has had some big you know, good wins like one win they had is when they came up here to San Antonio and beat Southwest at at, at Southwest so keep an eye on them like I said Los Fresnos right now they're about a game behind Rivera which is another team um they're in first place, so just a game behind. So that's that's my, those are my two best matches of the week for oh, for oh, best matches so far for for this for this episode. Great stuff, 
great stuff. Thank you, uh, thank you, gentlemen. And uh, okay, so we're gonna we're gonna segue here over to our game balls. So our game balls is where we recognize uh, recognize any players uh, on both sides of the house, or in this case, we're kind of adding to the tradition as you all are about to, about to find out. And uh, we try to recognize at least one on each side of the house, both on the men's and women's uh, side. And uh, so I'll go ahead and lead us off. And mine, both of my game balls are actually going to go this week, are actually going to go to coaches, not to uh, not to any players, but to coaches who uh, both celebrated a significant milestone in their coaching careers. Uh, first one is Coach uh, Michael Strong, the head, uh, head boy soccer coach, head men's soccer coach at uh, Bernie High School. Celebrated his 100th career win, and uh, the only thing that upstaged his 100 career wins was that mustache. So, shout out to uh, <laughs> shout out to Coach Strong, who uh, um, you know he you know he's he's been on he's been on the podcast plenty of times. We're big fans of him, and uh, yeah, I think uh, him and I can talk for for a while. And uh, just loved uh, loved what he had to share, loved what he was about, and. Uh, They'll probably kill me for this, but I'm going to share. I'm going to share a quote from him. He just kind of said, "It's like, hey, had I uh, had I had any idea that this was going to be my 100th win, I would have actually shaved." So, <laughs> so, so that that tells you kind of everything in terms of what he's about. He's just, you know, he's building he build a machine there at Bernie, and uh, so congratulations to him. My second uh, second game ball is going to go out to. Uh, the uh, the man himself, Bruce Reichman, out of El Paso del Valle, who celebrated his 700th career win, uh, the winningest coach in all of Texas high school soccer history, and uh, yeah, so more to come on him later. We'll mention him more later, but you know he's you know he's got two two state titles under his belt, and you talk about machines, just the culture there that's built in within uh, del Valle on on both sides, right, uh, along with coach uh, coach Sazo there on the on the women's soccer side. But uh, was able to celebrate his 700th career win, so that's that's saying something. So, congratulations to both Coach Reichman and Coach Strong on their uh, career milestones. So, Rafa. Well, my I had, I had a couple of milestones actually in my backyard. Uh, one near near where I go to church at there in Helotus. Uh Shout out to from the girls' side. Shout out to Malia Dominguez from O'Connor High School. She just got her hundredth scored her hundredth goal over the weekend, so congratulations to her. So I'm giving my game it's a great honor for her. College Promoters then, USA athlete, by the way, got to give that shameless plug and uh, Saint uh, Saint Mary's University commit as well. So, so congratulations to her going to be in a Rattler, and then another one, same thing in my backyard. Uh, a milestone in coaching for the boys. Um, uh, picked up his 250th win. It's Coach uh, Delano from Harlan High School. So congratulations to him on getting nice. 250 wins. You know he's had a really successful program there at Harlan the last few years, and they're looking to How make another run. How long has he been run. there now? How long has he I been there? This, I think Steve, you might know his, too. I think this is his fourth year, I believe. I think since well, I think fourth. since the schools opened up, so about about the maybe his fifth year with them. Fifth, I think they're on year five. Maybe. Yeah, I think yeah. year five. So, good. But so I, got see, uh, I got to see his 249th win, which was against <laughs> Jay last weekend. If I, <laughs> I was out of town for the 250, but um, now Harlan, you know, congratulations to coach. And, uh, you know, uh, he's got his team plays beautiful, beautiful soccer. So I got to see them against John Jay uh, uh, last, yeah. sat not this past Saturday, the Saturday before. So um, congratulations. That's really cool. 
Yeah, awesome. So, Steve, go ahead. Uh, game balls. Game balls. So, I actually have three. Uh, the first one uh, being Coach Winston Poole, 100th win. He's the girls' coach at Cedar Park. So, you know, uh, 100th win for him. Uh, congratulations. That's, you know, uh, tremendous. I don't even – I don't know how long he's been there, but, you know, that's pretty – Pretty cool to see. I don't think he's been there uh, too long. Uh, second one is a, a, a girl from uh, Brennan High School here in San Antonio, Caitlin Graber. Um, she's committed to play at uh, Little Rock, Arkansas. Um, so Brennan's kind of gone on this win streak here lately. They've put five, five wins together. And um, she's not really like much of a, a goal scorer. She's kind of – she does all the little things right. Right. But, you know, uh, but within those five wins, um, she's put seven goals and three assists together. So, right. you know, when you go and watch Brandon play, uh, I believe she's number 22. She just does, you know, all the little things right. You know, she's not very flashy, but she just, you know, when the ball comes to her, her she she makes the right decision. So uh, side note, she's she's a former player of mine. She played uh, when when I coached at Texans. Uh, Dallas Texans here in San Antonio about uh, 10 years ago. So, you know, great kid um, and just real, <laughs> real passionate about the game, even when, uh, you know, she was seven, eight years old, um, you know, just really wanting to learn. And, you know, she would get after herself when she couldn't complete something and she just really worked on it. And by the end of the season, she was just, you know, uh, whatever she you know, wasn't able to uh, do at the beginning of the season. She, you know, blew me out of the water with the way that, you know, she, she learned things. So, um, you know, hats off to Caitlin. Uh, another player uh, in the Houston region out of uh, Katie Tompkins is uh, Kayla Boven. Um, so she uh, put a, uh, scored a goal against Jordan, uh, Katie Jordan, and, and then a hat trick against Katie Paytow. So uh, just wanted to, uh, Nice. You know, say hats off to her as well. Uh, she's also she's actually a Trinity commit. So here in San Antonio, you know, she'll be coming to, to Trinity next year. So she's helped the uh, Katie, Katie Tompkins girls uh, get off to a good start there in the Houston region. So Katie, awesome. Caleb Bogan. Hope I'm Great. pronouncing Great that job. last name correctly. We'll work on We'll get it down. So yeah. thank you, gentlemen. So uh, great stuff. Appreciate that. So new one that we are adding to this week's show, right, is our team stickers, right? So <clears throat> we we try to highlight individuals, but we also want to take the time to highlight some teams that, you know, whether it's a significant win, maybe they're kind of starting to get hot, maybe they're flying under the radar, uh, what have you, right? But uh, so team stickers, this is where we'll, we'll issue one sticker out to one team on each, again, each side of the house, on the women's side and on the men's side. I'll go ahead and lead us off. So our first team stickers, uh, mine is going to be, so on the uh, on the girls' side, out of El Paso, District 15A, El Paso Andrus, the uh, Lady Eagles, they currently sit in second place. They are 13-3, uh, and 5-2 and two in, uh, in district play out in 15A. They sit all alone in second place, and they had a huge win, a big win against uh, El Paso High School, the El Paso Tigers, who who by many are El Paso's regarded as maybe the most talent-filled squad, regardless of classification, out of El Paso. I know you, you can argue that. Some people will argue that, but a lot of people believe that. Um, 
It's an interesting mix, though, because they will actually play each other three times because they're uh, out in 15A. They play, there are six teams in that district, but they will play each, they will play everyone in the district round robin, but they play each other three times. So it'll be an interesting, the next one will be the rubber match. So interesting one on that one. So congratulations to uh, the El Paso Andres Eagles. Um, on the boys' side, Men's soccer side, the I want to uh, recognize the out of uh, District 4 6A, Byron Nelson Bobcats had a huge win over uh, South Lake Carroll Dragons. Currently sit in second place at 4 1 and 1 in 4 6A, and uh, kind of quietly just making making big strides from probably two years ago, right? Two years ago when they when they were kind of upset in the uh, in the state playoffs. I think that was back when. Uh, El Paso Eastlake was making their run, Rafa. You remember? Yeah. Uh, so, but I think that they're 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 for real. They they sit there in second place in a tough district in four six a. So, shout out to the Byron Nelson Bobcats. So, Steve. Yeah. So, uh, my team sticker for the boys' side is going to be uh, Katie Seven Lakes uh, Spartans. We uh, I think number two on Rafa's RPI. Um, you know, haven't been spoken about too much, but uh, now they are with the team sticker award uh, coming out of district uh, 19 and 6A. So they're on a 14 match uh, win streak. They started off the season with a loss against the Woodlands, but ever since then, they've just been, you know, kind of dominating um, with this, uh, you know, big winning streak that they've got as well as putting together some uh, pretty, uh, brutal brutal wins against you know their opponents so uh i think they've outscored their opponents in those those wins something like 56 goals or something or yeah something like 50 something goals or and only allowed one or two so uh you know shout out to uh you know katie seven lakes boys uh on the girls side you got out of um district 25 6a is the round rock dragons um that's, uh, you know, we haven't jumped into Region 4 yet. That'll be uh, next episode, but they're uh, in the Region 4, District 25. So uh, shout out to them. Uh, congratulations on, you know, the way you started out the district with, uh, you know, five, I think it was five wins and a tie and uh, 20 goals scored and one allowed. So, you know, uh, well done to uh, for Round Rock Lady Dragons. Awesome. Thanks, Steve. Mm -hmm. Rafa? I'll start with my two sticker with the girls' side. Um, one that's ranked in my top three is the Wiley East girls, the Lady Pirates. Uh, they've just been uh, been a buzzsaw in their, in their pre-district you know, games and their district games, blowing out teams. That's a team to keep an eye out, you know. You are uh, you are all in on Wiley East, aren't you? Yeah. They, <laughs> they, I mean, they've had some impressive wins and yeah, you know, yeah. keep keeping keep an eye on them, too, but they've just been manhandling teams. So, so they have my sticker, you know, my sticker. And for the boys, um, I have Bra actually Brownsville Porter. Um, not a lot of people talk yeah. about Brownsville Porter, but they've been a multiple state champion. Yeah. And they had a, they did have a little setback on the first in the first game of the district play, but they've been on a roll ever since, and now sit on top of 30, 32. 5A, which is one of the toughest 5A district for boys soccer, because you also got Brazil Lopez, Veterans Memorial, um, you know, Pace, uh, 
you know, just just it's like I said, it's a it's a basically a playoff game each game down there. And have you ever been to any of the games? Very lively games too. The the crowds get into it. They they do stack stack you know fill out the stadiums out and they cheer on their teams. But you know, prop supporter like I said, bounce back from that one loss against Westlake. Now they're like I said, they're actually going to play Westlake this coming week. So they little some look for some revenge and maintain pace and as far as their district title race and. And who's, who knows? Maybe they could surprise some teams. I know they did last year a little bit. They made a little run, even though they got ended in the, in the by Dripping Springs. But this could be the year another Valley team gets to Georgetown. Good deal. Awesome. Great stuff. That's going to do it for our inaugural team stickers, right? So more to come on that front. We'll get a lot more out there for sure. So great, uh, great recommendation or great nominations, I, sh- I should say, coaches. So thank you for that. <clears throat> Excuse me. So uh, we're going to go ahead. That's going to start to do it. We're going to start to wrap up here. Um, before we get to final thoughts, though, one of the things, one, something that I did want to mention is look for this announcement on this. We'll probably go out later this evening or if not tomorrow. But next episode of Insight or I'm sorry, next episode of the 5050 podcast will be coming out this Saturday, February 18th at 6 p.m. And we will have. The legend himself, the winningest coach in Texas high school soccer history, Bruce Reichman out of El Paso del Valle. He'll join us live on the podcast. Excited to have him on and, uh, you know, kind of a kind of a former district rival. Right. So in, ter- uh, in terms of me, when uh, when I was at uh, Eddie Sledo there in El Paso. So great, uh, great gentleman, great coach, does it for the right reasons and very excited to have him on personally. So. Looking forward to that one again. That'll be next episode of the 5050 podcast will be this Saturday, February 18th at 6 p.m. So, all right, gentlemen, that's going to do it. We're going to go ahead. We're going to wrap up with our final thoughts. And uh, Steve, take us away. Yeah. So um, like I had mentioned earlier, I got uh, was out of town. My wife and I went to uh, Miami, Florida. So I uh, got to meet some some cool people down there. Got to go uh, check out the Pele soccer store there in uh, Miami Beach. So that was pretty cool. There was another soccer store that we got to go to um, in uh, Little Havana. That's where I got my second Arsenal scarf. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that was uh, – but, yeah, no. And then uh, we got to see uh, where uh, Beck's – David Beckham lives. So that was pretty cool. Oh, nice. too. There's like a tour that we took and, uh, you know, him and posh spice. Um, so that was pretty cool. But, um, um, closing thoughts also is just, yeah, I'm ready for, uh, celebrity, celebrity sighting. No, you don't want to mention that. You want to keep that, uh, oh, keep that one hush. Oh I, I yeah. 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 So that was pretty cool. It's on the basketball side. I thought that's where I thought you were going. Yeah, no, I totally forgot about that. Yeah. So, <laughs> Uh, the hotel that we stayed at, they had like a little, you know, bar right next, right next to it. And uh, uh, we were walking by and saw Boban Marjanovic, who used to be with the Spurs. I'm not sure who's who he plays with now, but uh, but yeah, so that was pretty cool to see him. And then uh, Kevin Love as well. So nice. that was uh, that was pretty neat to to see them. It was on the basketball side, but um, no, I'm uh, looking forward to. Uh, I don't know if I should say Valentine's Day or Champions League tomorrow. Uh, no, uh, <laughs> I should bring up the uh, the meme, right? The Drake meme, yeah, right. Right. I can bring that up. So, 
Oh, no, uh, you know, happy Valentine's to, to my wife, uh, Tara. So, um, uh, unfortunately I got a coach tomorrow night, but, um, she knows I love her. Uh, but also, yeah, no, I'm looking forward to, uh, champions league knockout stage starting tomorrow afternoon. So that'll be, uh, that'll be cool to get that, that going. I haven't even looked at the schedule. I, I know it starts tomorrow, but I have no idea who plays tomorrow. PSG and Byron are this is the featured game tomorrow. Is it? Yeah. yeah. And yeah, then Milan and, Milan and Tottenham, AC Milan and, and Tottenham as well. The one that popped up on my phone randomly today was, uh, what is it, the Europa match on Thursday, Man U and um, Barcelona. Bar- yeah, Barca, Barca. And I was just like quickly just <laughs> get rid of that one. Um, but yeah, I just, I had, yeah, I, I, I know it starts tomorrow, but I had no idea. I got to look at the schedule. So definitely excited for that. Big EPL match on Wednesday as well with, uh, mm-hmm. Arsenal and Man City. It's, I've got some buddies, uh, uh, George, Ricky, Joey, and, uh, little Ricky They're They'll actually be at that match. They high school buddies of mine. Uh-huh. So they'll be, uh, where is that one at? Is it, is it a, it, okay. Okay. Yeah. Arsenal's the home home team so um and yeah we took a a draw this weekend which allows man city a opportunity to catch us in points if they beat us on wednesday so unless they take their points away (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, that's not gonna happen that's not gonna happen so good deal yeah i heard about all that drama right thanks for that steve rafa final thoughts Oh, final thoughts. Like I said, happy Valentine's Day, whoever, whoever's going to end up being my wife. <laughs> so we'll see about that. Shoot your Valentine's, right? <laughs> um, she's uh, out there. She's out there. Whoever's in, she may be watching the show. Who knows? But um, I look actually tomorrow looking for her. Hopefully I can get out there. A, a big game here in San Antonio, and especially on my power rankings for San Antonio. Uh, we have Southwest boys at Harlandale tomorrow night that should be hopefully i can make my way out there and then also you know talk about hopefully thursday with the san antonio soccer roundtable we'll discuss i'll have more rank- rankings for that for that for our show there as well and possible the debut of the taps bracketology so, so we're looking forward oh, for that wow. one when uh this week are you talking about this week i, I think so yeah. Okay. So it oh, yeah. With- yeah. Yeah. It's this, it this week. Yeah. You would think I would know that, right? Duh. All right. Uh, awesome. Yeah. So, so uh, Harlan- Harlandale is my uh, Harlandale is my dad's alma mater. I know uh, you spoke about your dad go. earlier. So that's the, uh, right. there we go. Yeah, that's so the, it'll be uh, interesting. I don't, I don't think we're doing six hours of uh, taps bracketology. <laughs> if you do six hours of taps bracketology, yeah, you've, you're doing something very, very wrong. So I'll tell you that. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I, I do remember we discussed that, but I'm just, I've been so fixated on, on my, my team's matches this week <laughs> that I forgot that. Yeah, it's, it's already here. So, but yeah, in case you, for those who don't know, obviously taps, tap state playoffs officially kick off district certification is this Thursday, December or December. Mm-hmm. See, see what I mean? February 16th and uh, playoffs by district round begins this Saturday February 18th, excuse me, 18th. So that's uh, something I got to prepare for, got to prepare my squad for. So looking forward to that um, for sure. Um, My final thoughts, uh, you know, 
I think uh, really it's a little bit on the personal side, but uh, my daughter recently had my, my little one, Selena, recently uh, had a birthday. And uh, as any great soccer player would do, what did she, how did she, part of how did she celebrate her birthday was playing in a tournament this past weekend. So uh, got to spend some time with her and uh, daddy daughter dance, which was really cool, really, really, uh, really personal, really, really personal note. I think it was our first, our first little daddy daddy daughter date right um so yeah so it was really cool really fun and uh just kind of the little moments right the little little precious moments that you yeah. you have to cherish so uh just a uh, happy birth all of that to say happy birthday to my daughter's my little one selena and uh other than that um obviously it's i think we all know champions league has priority over valentine's day but happy valentine's day for people as well um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, that's really going to do it for our listeners, for our supporters. Thank you. Uh, thank you again for, for everything you do. Um, we are now being listened to in 48 different countries. Isn't that pretty? That's phenomenal. So awesome. you all, you all are the reason <laughs> you all are the reason why we do it. And we're grateful for that. I have, uh, have no idea how that's happened, but we're grateful for it. Um, Is it counties or things? countries? Is it counties? Countries. <laughs> countries. countries. No. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, probably more. You know, we're actually listened to, you know, we're we're listened to. So 39, I think it is 39 states in the U.S. Wow. That's pretty and 40, cool. And 48 countries. <laughs> the fact that it's more countries, not counties, than states is pretty, pretty interesting. But uh, but yeah. So uh, thank you again. Thank you to our supporters, to our listeners. It last here we are two years in and we continue to grow and we're grateful surrounded by great people and in case you missed it earlier today we had uh, special thanks to kyle wall of global scarves for joining us and helping us announce our new partnership with global global scarves and uh, the many cool things we'll be doing with them super excited about that looking forward to it and being able to maybe pass out some uh, some 50 50 pod swag along the way with their help so uh, be on the lookout for that as well so gentlemen let's get out of here that's going to do it uh we will we, we will uh we will go ahead and uh, get out of here again for our listeners you know uh you know where you can find us you can find us again on on we are now live on twitch as well so go find us on twitch and follow us there it's at fit same as our same as our twitter at 50 underscore 50 pod on instagram at 50 underscore 50 podcast as well as on youtube at the 50 underscore 50 podcast so that's going to do it, gentlemen. Let's get out of here. So for all, all our all our listeners, thank you again. You're the reason why we do it. And until the next time, you know what to do. Keep downloading and keep listening. You've been listening to the 5050 Podcast, powered by College Promoters USA. Help us continue to grow by liking, rating, and subscribing on all major podcast platforms. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at 50 underscore 50 pod, on Instagram at 50 underscore 50 podcast, as well as on YouTube at the 50 underscore 50 podcast. Until the next time, keep downloading and keep listening.